Hi, this is David Instone Brewer. This is my testimony. Uh, I was brought up in a, a little gospel church uh, in, in Brighton, and I was sent there, I think, to, to give my mother a free afternoon, to be honest. She was brought up as a Catholic, and she thought, ah, better send the kids to, to church. So she did. And uh, I, I, I kind of enjoyed the Sunday school, but uh, I, I was quite glad to leave. And then it, it didn't really make much sense to me until sometime later at school. I think I was around about, say, 11 or 12. I was going through a really bad patch. Uh, I didn't have many friends, and people were picking on me. And, and it was even getting to a point where I was suicidal. And I remember being on a bus, it was a school bus, you know, those horrible school buses where people are throwing things at the back of your head and talking about you, or at least that you think they are, and no one's talked to. And, and I just decided, well, let, let's talk to God. You know, I've heard so much about him. And the, the, my main wish in that prayer was for something to end my loneliness and just to be able to talk to someone as a friend. And, and I, I don't know if this is the experience of many people, but I, I, I immediately felt I wasn't alone. I felt that I did have someone to talk to. And I felt like Jesus was there, not sitting on the bus next to me, but there in my head, and there's a real person. And, and it didn't seem stupid talking to him. And that, that, that's grown a great deal and over the years. And I spent a lot of time praying and a lot of time walking quietly and just talking and uh, and uh, just, just trying not to feel stupid about talking to someone who isn't there. And you you gradually realize that he is there. Uh, that, that, that made a big difference to me. And then it made a big difference to my life. And the kids at school as well, they noticed it. And... <laughs> for a while they, they were all saying hey Dave you're going to be a minister then are you going to be a vicar and of course what you do in that situation is you say no 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 there's no way I'm no way I'm going down that road and and um, I, I guess I didn't want to either I, I I decided I wanted to be a psychiatrist I was quite interested in the mind and what goes wrong with the mind so I wanted to go and do medicine and and I wasn't going to be a vicar or anything like that. So I, I went off to university, went off to study medicine, and there for the first time I experienced this terrible thing of failing exams. I, I was always okay at school, but at uh, university I just failed everything. I, I counted them up once. I, I failed 40 exams. That's four zero exams, around about that number, at university level. But most people don't take that many exams. But, and this became quite a well, you know, it's all, it gets under your skin, doesn't it? It's um, a constant failure like that. And then in the end, after resitting a year and uh, resitting lots of exams, eventually they said, look, um, you'd better resign from doing medicine. And, um, yeah, I, I just didn't know what I was doing. I, I went off and did various other jobs. I sold burger alarms. I did other sales jobs. I did painting, decorating. I was even did social work. I did lots of jobs. But uh, I, I was also, by this time, preaching in various churches, uh, doing filling in for, for the pulpits when people weren't available, when they were sick or whatever. And uh, the minister who organized that for me, he said, look, David, eventually you're going to go into the ministry, aren't you? And I kind of realized I'd been doing a Jonah, you know. <laughs> Jonah was told to go off to one place, and he went off in the opposite direction. And uh, I, I kind of thought, well, mm, uh, okay, perhaps I ought to give this a go. I, and uh, 
as soon as I said that, as soon as I agreed, I, I felt a very strong nudge from God. Yeah, come on. <laughs> Why didn't you get round to this earlier? So I went off to the local Baptist college and put myself forward. And anyway, after a year at Baptist college, the principal calls me into his office and he says, David, about your exams, your end of the year exams. And I thought, oh, no, I've been here before. Oh, he's going to tell me how what a, what a failure I am. Well, he, he didn't. He, he said, look, if you keep on with your work as you are, you're going to get a first, and we've never had a first in our college before, and I want you to go off and do research. And I said, no way, no way. I've been running away from the ministry all this time, and, you know, I've been doing this Jonah, and, uh, no, no, I, I'm going into the church. He said, no, I, I really think you ought to go into the ministry, to go into do research, because, you know, you clearly got the aptitude. And I said, look, I'll, I'll do a deal with you. I'll, I'll I'll only go and do a PhD if I'm only going to apply to Cambridge. I'm only going to go if the government gives me full funding, and I'm only going to go uh, if I get that first that you say that no one's ever got before in this college. And, uh, well, he reluctantly agreed. And, uh, well, <laughs> yeah, so I got the first. I got my application to Cambridge accepted, and the government gave me full funding, so there wasn't much else I could do, was there? So I went off to do a PhD, and then I went into the church. And I kind of thought, ha, beat the system. <laughs> and uh, I'd uh, gone and done what the Lord wanted. Uh, but then uh, after about 10 years in the ministry, I sent uh, an application to uh, Tyndale House, um, a book. I think it's something to do with writing a book. Anyway, you know, my, my printer kept printing um, what I didn't realize. So on the end of my CV, I had a whole of um, computer publications I'd done. And Tyndale House at that time wanted a researcher who was good at computers. So they said, well, look, please, you know, could you consider coming to do research? And this was like the, the second time I'd been, been reeled into doing academic stuff. And I really felt it. I, I was so unsure about this because I felt that I was going against what God had led me to. Uh, so I went to the Baptist ministry and I, I said, look, the, uh, I'm a minister and the, these, these people reckon I should be going to do research. And they said, yes, go and do it. Because we need people who are in the ministry who are also academics, also doing research in the, in the Bible. We need that foundation. We need that solidity underneath the ministry. So I ended up, so uh, it's, it's almost like Jonah had a different destination, and uh, that's how I ended up here. I, and this is fantastic, because not only have I been able to grow in in my relationship with God, but also with, with the Bible. And it, there are people here who are spending years working on tiny details, you know, one word in the Bible, or one little incident, or one section of text. And they, they go into it in the finest details. And I've really realized how the Bible is utterly reliable. And that there, is, there is no amount of work done by non-Christians that can ever overturn it. Uh, yeah, and, and it's uh, really exciting to do that work. Uh, but you might think, okay, well, this guy's gone off to, he's studied all this stuff and you know, all these complications. But what I found is that the message in the Bible is so straightforward, it's so simple. There's God, he sees humanity going and rejecting him, walking off in the other direction, and he calls them back. 
And he says, look, I'm going to fix it for you. And he fixes it by sending his son, Jesus, to be one of us, to be a real human, and then to die, and die with our sins, taking, taking our sins on him. And all God wants then is for us to go and say sorry. <laughs> when, a, when a kid does something wrong, you say, just say sorry and mean it and everything will be all right. And they fold their arms and they, they, they stalk off. And the relationship's broken until that kid says sorry. Until he turns around and says, okay, Dad, I, I, I did do that. I'm sorry. And it's over. It's over. And, and that's the way God works in the Bible. He's just saying, repent. Say you're sorry. Be sorry. And then everything's gone. Everything's paid for. Everything's dealt with. And, and we're back together again. And, yeah, it, it's really simple in the end, even though there's so many complexities, so many questions, so many problems, so many issues in the Bible, which I love looking at because I'm a Bible geek. But, hey, the message is simple. Just say sorry.